welcome to Fat Unlocked, where we, you guessed it, unlock fat. I have here with me co-host Sam. Hello! (laughs) So today, we're going to be talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. That, that is what we're talking about. We're going to talk about whether it was good or bad as a book. We're going to talk about whether it was good or bad as a learning tool for Vanilla's and or New Kingsters, or even as a way to normalize BDSM for the Vanilla community from a socio-legal standpoint. So let's get into it. Oh man, so it's been, full disclosure, it's been uh, a very long time since I've seen the movie and I don't know that I've ever actually read the book. I feel like it was never smutty enough for me to be like, oh, this piques my interest. <laughs> it, it, it really, it wasn't, it wasn't smutty enough. It, it, it wasn't, I promise you it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. um, I read all three. I read the trilogy and uh, yeah, I don't think it's, 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 I feel like someone said at one point, and this is apocryphal, so please don't, this is not factual, but I feel like someone said that uh, the author had originally written this piece as a fanfic and then basically just like changed the names from whatever original like characters from whatever actual like universe she was playing off of and then it just exploded because it was BDSM related and also had that, you know, what do we call those? Like that, the, the it had the perfect female shell character that romance authors at the romance industry loves, but it had that like mm-hmm. extra BDSM, but it was still not too kinky where it couldn't go mainstream. It was right. like, it just was like perfect for the timing like that author got lucky as fuck and it upsets me sometimes because it's just like wow laura antonio's right there and said this this is what got famous but laura antonio's right there like the train they could have made a movie of the marketplace series but here we are instead with with three movies of 50 shades of gray that pisses me off it really does wow um so for those who are not aware uh laura antonio is a decidedly kinky author and is the author of the marketplace series one of my favorite uh kink series to exist um yes i will not give more information about the plot because i don't want to be wrong and it is uh surprisingly a pretty complicated plot across the what six books so you please go check it out but yes so back to 50 shades of gray and whether it was good about Okay, so as a person who actually, like, I consume a lot of fan fiction. It's really yeah. good fan fiction. Like, it's really good fan fiction. Like, it's it's good. Because what it would, it would be so interesting sometimes, because, like, I think you and I are both people who mostly consume Harry Potter fan fiction. Most, um, I consume, I think, a healthy balance of, of fan fiction between, uh, you know, Firefly, Tortall series, and, <laughs> and basically any book that I love, I also consume the fanfic for it. 
got it. Mostly smut, but some just, you know, uh, side character stuff. Oh no, I'm like 95%. No, let me 97% Harry Potter is me. (laughs) Uh, It's, It's good shit. It's good. I literally, I. Listen, Lamona Aaron is just wow. Anyway, we're not going to talk about specific uh, fanfic authors right now. So, yeah, because we'll start plugging mine then. So, we're going to talk about other people and talk about mine. We could actually just read my shit. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) We we could because it's good. It's it's like really good. (laughs) So, I mean, first of all, what's interesting about it is that as shocking as Fifty Shades of Grey apparently was to like the vanilla community like it was pretty goddamn tame and the the fact of the matter is they literally did i don't know if there's a lot of differences between the books and the movies or what but um like (laughs) she's not a very good sub like i've always said this and people are like what do you mean by that and i think that for the kinksters who are listening to this you'll it one of the biggest um, I think uh, waves through the kink community of the last five to ten years that I personally have noticed has been an increase in the level of personal responsibility for bottoms and subs. Mm-hmm. Like we get we I said we because I'm super bottom I guess anyway, but people <laughs> who who act within the roles of sub or bottom get told what to do a lot, right? But when it comes to consent and negotiation, we have so much power. Yeah. Um, here's my thing though. In the first book, uh, Anastasia forgets her fucking safe word. Yeah. And this grown ass woman, I'm sorry, like a grown ass woman living in Seattle with a 4.0 at like a like a respected public university. There's no goddamn way she doesn't know pineapples, red. She couldn't say it. she was mm-hmm. stuck. If that's she couldn't case, say, I've forgotten my safe word, sir. Literally, I've <laughs> forgotten my safe She could have just said it. Instead, she let this man beat her with a belt. And that was the thing, too. He beat her with a belt. He was supposedly in what they call the Red Room, right? Which is this big, beautiful, like, dungeon, secret room. The, the maids don't go in there. And it has, like, crops and this and that and whatever the... And no, no set like not. I don't think there was sense. I don't think there was sensory deprivation. I don't remember how much bondage there was. I'm talking about this first scene of theirs. But this is after what I considered a relatively in-depth contract negotiation. Maybe my well, not maybe. I know my risk profile is trash when it comes to like when it comes to negotiating because I'm like, hey, uh, as long as you don't you know do my hard limits, I'm into it. Let's go. Like, I know that that, I know that there are people that require a lot more negotiation than that, but they sat down and had a negotiation. She is the one in that case who forgot her safe word. And so the fact that then are basically looking at all of the typical, like, billionaire stalker shit, right? Like, oh, I'm going to pick you up in my helicopter because you're not safe and she's really not safe. Like, stuff like that. Um... Yes, if a broke man, respectfully, if a broke man did some of the things that any of the romance billionaires in the entire billionaire romance, like, industry, like, of novels, if any of them did any of that shit, it would be stalking. And they would be arrested. Probably, maybe. 
but it's kind of already a given that the the kind of possessiveness that Christian and other literally other romance billionaires show is actually just like allowed because they're rich and handsome now whether that's an issue or not that's for the broader romance novel industry it's not really for the kink community and i thought that was so interesting how they blamed the weird stalkery shit he did on his being a dom and not on his being a literal romance billionaire who's written to be possessive and like overbearing yeah i think so i read a lot of regular smut so not fanfic smut um and a lot of that uh, a lot of the the stuff that i read has you know both both the rich side and and the poor side you know they've got like the whole like thug aspect to it and but there is a common theme about possessiveness across the whole thing and i see that trope in a lot of different smut and a lot of fanfic but i only see it being a problem in this one i've never heard anybody else say anything bad about smut and about possessive male characters except in 50 shades of gray why is it that it's not okay for him to be possessive and sort of a nightmare human in in this but it's totally okay in in every other work of possessive male fiction is it because there's bondage in this I have to think that you're right, and and I have to think that the answer there is yes. So essentially, the fact that BDSM and consensual power exchange is involved here makes it that much more somehow uh, clear to, and it really should be holding up a mirror to a lot of vanilla people who take in vanilla smut, wherein the male protagonist is often showing his being romantic by being possessive and nearly abusive mm-hmm. and taking that mirror and really showing that yes this may or may not be a problem but again this is not limited to 50 shades of gray and so we shouldn't be indicting the novel because it's a romance novel right like that's literally what it is well and i wonder if in in 50 shades he is viewed as abusive because of the BDSM and because of the way that that's outlined. So to vanilla people who don't understand the actual deep intricacies that go into things like negotiation and contracts and that kind of stuff, um, I wonder if they sort of just view it as, as this guy says jump and she's supposed to say how high, but it's not about the power that she actually holds because Mm -hmm. she comes in and says I want you to tell me to jump and I will say how high Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and in all these other books it's more of a I'm I'm there's there's no real question of abuse in them because it's not (laughs) nobody's getting hit with anything and there's no mental um, there's no mental play there right there's no mental topping it's it's the girl likes the guy and likes the way he's possessive and doesn't like other guys to look at her she's consenting to that by being with this guy in no point does she leave 
and he follows her, right? That's not what these stories are about. So, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but in Fifty Shades, does she try and leave? She, she try and get she out breaks, of it? She breaks up with him right after she forgets her safe word and he beats her ass. Okay. <laughs> All right. And what happens? What does he do when she breaks up? Um, if I should have watched this before this. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, hey, listen. I, if I remember correctly, um, she goes and he basically, like, I think leaves her for a bit, but then actually they come back together and he does his best not to, um, like basically the way that they came together was he was like I only like my my only relationships are with women who are submissive to me like I only have subs I don't have girlfriends is kind of what he said right then they do their negotiation they have the the terrible scene they break up she leaves I think he starts sending her gifts which yes usually that's but then it's like they're super expensive and it's like "Mm, this would be stalker coming from an old man but whatever okay and then um, she actually starts having like fantasies and actually starts like consenting to BDSM sex. Mm-hmm. Now, I think part of the issue here is like in the kink community, I do think that that would be considered. Hmm. Like, if someone said, in order to be in a relationship with me, you'd have to be my sub. There there are definitely some nuances, but I think that that would definitely be problematic. So there are definitely, from a BDSM perspective, some some super problematic power dynamics at play. What's the the problem? Let's let's dig into that a little bit, because this is a a thing that I, I have a big sticking point with. I am allowed to say I want X, Y, and Z, as long as I am clear about what X, Y, and Z entails. If a guy does not want to date, he doesn't want to take you out for dinner, and he doesn't want to go to the movies, and he doesn't want to stay at your house, and he wants a strictly top and bottom, a dom and sub, master slave, whatever specific dynamic structure he has, why can't he say that? If she gets into it and doesn't like it, then it's her responsibility to say, I don't like this and I'm out. So I think part of the issue is this is this really handsome, like, billionaire CEO, and uh, it's essentially there are just power dynamics at play already. Now, they're in love, but Anna doesn't want really to be his submissive, supposedly. But she's also having fantasies about submission. And so that's why I say that this is kind of nuanced. Mm -hmm. Especially because, and I think this is the biggest issue, they, first of all, he's only, he's traumatized. (laughs) Like, he's traumatized from the basically sexual assaults, um, the the molestation, I guess, and then uh, I guess we'll have to have a trigger warning for mentioning that, by his, uh, his mom's best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how he even got into BDSM in the first place. Like, I think right. he was, like, uh, an older teenager, uh, and this person introduced him to sex and introduced him to BDSM, and that's how he essentially became a top and a dom himself. 
Mm-hmm. Now, is Anna always saying yes to sex because she just wants it or is it because she's afraid of losing so i think that's the interesting thing like when you take the billionaire romance novel which already has these really overbearing possessive near like damn near abusive characters who do things that normal men cannot and should not get away with right and then you combine that with BDSM, which is consensual power exchange, which is you pretending to have that level of power over someone. When you really have that level of power over someone, it's kind of an issue. But like, I think I think that Vanilla Woman, in a lot of ways, like a lot of them are like, they have fantasies about submission. They have fantasies about submitting mm-hmm. it from just from like a sociological perspective, right? And this this is like psychologically meant to feed into all of that the overbearing obsessive possessive uh personality that these men have now mm-hmm. take an overbearing possessive obsessed that person would not be a good dom <laughs> right that person would not have the self-knowledge that person would not have the communication skills that person would not have the emotional intelligence or the emotional maturity in order to make a power exchange sex safe mm-hmm and you know mutually cathartic and gratifying for both parties right so it's just unrealistic that this like random 27 year old dom like who's not me i guess has all (laughs) has all of this experience and has the all of this toolkit because he does not have a toolkit he's literally operating from a place of trauma like he has not seen one goddamn therapist about what happened to him I don't think we even hear about him actually like working through that stuff until like the third book when they're like fucking married or something. Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, so we can we can establish that that she's at fault for um forgetting her safe word and that um, <laughs> he's at fault for never dealing with his trauma and um playing with an unsafe sub, right? But can we also then, uh, by by establishing that, can we establish two additional theories? One, that the writer is not actually into BDSM and does not oh, have any actual yes. knowledge. And two, um, it was written in a way, or even if she, even if she does have limited knowledge, right? It was written in a way that creates um, drama in a storyline, which everybody loves, right? Even if it's terrible, it's drama. So. At what point do we say this is fiction and anybody who watches this and takes this to heart and starts doing things in this same way is an idiot? And what at what point <laughs> do we say um, this was a, a good door opener for people who might be curious but it lacks the at what point are are writers responsible for saying um (coughs) this is fiction here's some good resources if you're interested in this in a real life thing i don't and i didn't think they are i think that's the thing like i think personally i think 50 shades is fine as Mm -hmm. because so i think that so that's part of the issue right like i grew up well as an adult i grew up reading 
romance novels so i understand that that's the normal so like if you came out of nowhere and that's just the first like sm- like even slightly smutty it's not smutty but even slightly smutty right. or erotic book you've ever read you'd be shocked because again this man is obsessive and possessive and overbearing and is generally intolerable yes however that's literally how they mostly are that's generally how they are like some some people <laughs> some authors will like flip the trope and but I, it's it's been very very rare, and usually it's only with like that crazy shit, like the reverse harems and stuff. Like it's usually some really out there. <laughs> it's usually some really out there erotica that like that even flips that trope on its head. This is relatively normal. The only thing that's added in added in is the BDSM. So these are super traditional versions of femininity and masculinity. So I. I think they're like okay learning tools as it pertains it's like there are gonna be parts where it's like here hey here's what not to do like I don't see what adult with critical thinking skills wouldn't look at the for instance part where she forgets her goddamn safe word and it's like oh hey I should make sure that like I have stoplights too like oh that's a good reminder you know what I mean like what grown ass person who's (laughs) go ahead so I think because so if you're playing with like a, a pro top right and you forget yeah. your safe word why shouldn't it saying stop 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 no 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 but they hear that all the time that might be they don't know you that might be just part of it so I think it's the dom's responsibility at some level to be able to determine who is an unsafe sub but it's also really the sub's responsibility not to fucking forget their safe word um, yes, correct. The thing for, is, though, people, how do they find that out? The thing is, though, Anastasia is a virgin. <laughs> like, sorry, this woman has not had sex. Like, she is a senior in college. Like, so I hate how they wrote this. So, uh, yeah, and then he's like twenty-seven, but he's like a billion. It's like a lot. Like, it's it's. Again, we have to remember this is fanfic. So, is it a good book? Um, I've read all three. I did read all three. I, I read Fifty Shades of Grey. I read Fifty Shades Darker, and then I read Fifty Shades Freed. Um, and I enjoyed them. I thought that they were good reads, and I didn't cringe or anything at the bad BDSM. I was just like, again, hopefully, any any person with critical thinking skills. I'm really, really. This is this is me stretching stretching that muscle right now hoping mm-hmm. that you would look at someone doing some dumb ass shit and be like okay so if i end up in that hot situation where i'm in a like a billionaire's red room getting spanked by him with a belt i don't forget my goddamn safe word or we establish red red yellow and green and then on the other side of things if i'm a multimillionaire who has a virgin woman who is uh, uh, purportedly vanilla in front of me spanking her um i should hope that if she's crying you do a check-in and be like colors yeah (laughs) also like not just keep going until you're finished because that's not a good doming or teaching her a lesson if you're never gonna forget your safe word now right yeah no it's fucking wild like and (laughs) and that's the thing like it's it's not that okay so he's not a good dom but he's not the, none of none of what happens necessarily makes him abusive. Like I have, it, it. I think 
that's the issue that I have. None of it necessarily makes him abusive by the standards by which we hold men of his role in novels like that novel. Mm-hmm. The only things that they that one could look at that would make him abusive are literally the BDSM scenes, and those are just poorly executed. They're it's they're not abuse, right? So that's where we are with that. That's, but I don't know. Like they're not good. Like they're not like literary fiction where I'm like you know devouring it and I'm like oh my god this prose is fantastic. But it's like fanfic. It it's it is literally fanfic that went viral. That's yeah. that's it. And so for what it is, it's it's okay. Um, and Dying should this to be a learning tool based on? Um. Oh, Twilight. Oh, I did. You know what? I did know that. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. It was uh, based on Twilight, which is super fucking funny to me. But yes, exactly. Like, so you have... So, for instance, I've I've spoken about this before, but you have those... um, Because I could definitely see uh, Edward as Christian and Anastasia as Bella. Because, again, like, the female protagonist in these cases, the female main character is a shell character like there are these like blank boring essentially brunettes who are super good at school but like that's kind of it like they're smart but there's just Mm -hmm. something special about them even though they're somehow considered plain even though they're also beautiful (laughs) like but there's something special about them where the extra special guy in whatever environment they're in just like hones in on them and then in Bella's case, I guess it's in the end she 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 had like some special uh, shielding ability once she became a vampire, so that was cool. I, we're also going to have to content warning this for spoilers for um, <laughs> for Twilight. Um, and then I guess <laughs> if you haven't seen basically, Twilight by now, then sorry, I... that's <laughs> whatever. And but. <laughs> And then the special ability, if, if we think about it that way, the special ability for um, Anna and Anastasia is that she ends up being a kinky fucker. Like, she actually is quite kinky. Um, so, like, by the second book, by the third book, like, she she's definitely into that shit. She's, she you know, like, she's like, go get the crop. It's time for the this. It's time for the that. Like, let's go. What? And so she's a sub in her own right by, by it's definitely by the third book. Um... Now, is she a good sub? Not, no, not really. Um, but that's just because that that's limited to the knowledge and understanding and like research done by the author. So no, she's not going to be a good or a realistic sub. Right. But again, is it a good learning tool? Yeah. And it, is it a good like escape? Yeah. Now, how about as a way to normalize BDSM for the vanilla community? Bad. I personally think bad. Not good. Bad. Yeah, there's too many. So one of the main problems with kink is that um, it's all sort of speculative and everybody does things their own way, right? There are some some general rules of thumb, right? But uh, there's no... Um, it's hard to learn, 
it's it's a really hard thing to learn because you're at the mercy of somebody else and there's too many predators in the community who say oh I'll teach you or you can learn from me and you're going to do it this way and then if you're naive and you have no experience in it what are you going to say this person is coming at you who looks like they have all of the information so who are you to say no there's nothing online that you can go and like research this there's no like certified documents on this is how x y and z should go here are some safety procedures you have to just sort of find people you trust and i think um this book opened the door for more predators for more people to um uh do things in ways unsafe ways because this book offered them that option and a lot of people read this book and were like oh kinky i want to try this and it's pretty you know it's pretty like kink stuff but <laughs> um it's i i think it's it's dangerous and i think it was up to the bdsm community to start providing documentation on resources somebody should have come up with resources to sort of counteract cuz the the book is fine right it's a book i you know i play first person shooters and i don't believe that first person shooters make people psycho gun whatever you know <laughs> so um I I have a a hard problem blaming objects for people's stupidity um but I think it was a missed opportunity for the community to be like oh wait here's some really good resources some good places like create a site um band together make a forum that kind of stuff I but- literally don't understand why once okay it took a while for because this was being published if i remember correctly this was being published as like a serial like like chapters were being serially published online at one point Ooh. and then i guess it got picked up by um some publishing house which is i i think is an imprint of random house um mm-hmm. then it entered then it basically entered like worldwide bestseller list like once it was actually fully released and like published that way right now in in all of that in that whole thing where they realized how fucking popular it was you have sacred kink by lee harrington you have mm-hmm. tricks to please a woman by jay wiseman you have erotic slavehood by abernathy you have jolted awake by richard levine You have Protocols Handbook for the Female Slave by Dr. Bob. You have Safe, Sexy, and Consensual Creating Magic in a Dungeon by Dr. Bob and the Goddess Indigo. You have the Leatherman's Handbook. You have To Love, To Obey, To Serve by VM Johnson. You have Our Lives, Our History by Peter Tupper. You have Please Scream Quietly, A Story of Kink by Dr. Julie Fennell. You have The Ultimate Guide to Mind-Blowing Erotic Roleplay by, um, I think that's Matthew LaRocco. You have so many different pieces of work. I don't even think I talked about the um, Submissive's Guide to BDSM Volume 1, also by Matthew 
Oroko. You have Slavecraft by Baldwin. You have so many different resources. Why did no one put like a list primers? Like BDSM 101 primers. Yeah, like, someone should have jacked that search engine <laughs> optimization for anybody that's typing in Fifty Shades of Grey and then given them a list of just a fucking I'm of the opinion that it should have been in the book. I'm I'm of the opinion that it should have been in the back of the book. And I I think I made sure to check here. And I do I they it was not. Right? Like you have well, the ultimate guide to kink by Tristan Tormino. You have all of these fucking books. And they didn't put like one page with kink and BDSM resources for those who would like to learn more. Nothing. I'm gonna say that that was probably a, a combination of the writer not actually being fluent in it, and also the publishing house, um, because then it's too. Re- then it becomes instead of a fictional story, instead of some made up whatever, then it becomes more research based, and that brings into question all of these. Um, you know, NT17 ratings, etc. Mm. Or whatever that rating is, system we use just, now. So that is um, so unfortunate. Then it becomes then it becomes more porn instead of uh, a romance novel. Because I don't think I she's that's not even listed as, as like smut. That's just that's the I mean that's the crazy thing to me because remember they used to have like in the you know in the old vintage because like my older sister collects like vintage romance novels. I don't Danielle Steele. Exactly. But so yeah, so they used to have well not Daniel Steele because she was like I guess higher quality or that's the only I, one I, I know of exactly and I've never sure. actually read them so like her I I'm just thinking about like how her books always looked like they looked like they got published like they were literary fiction. Whereas like a lot of like romance novelists, like they only got the tiny little paperbacks with or like even the Harlequin like um mm-hmm. books or whatever. And now the vintage ones would have random shit like like random or order order forms and whatever like i just i feel like there there would have been a way to gauge the risk here because for me the risk of kind of just like letting all these vanilla women loose to go talk to men who now are like oh i can abuse you and you're gonna be okay with it because you don't know what like a safe consensual power exchange relationship looks like perfect Mm -hmm. like that that and this sold what like 150 million copies or something insane like that's not even like a real number like that's like like (laughs) but can we really blame the book instead of people stupid i mean hmm like Th- that that's always what we like so for instance like when we're talking about like uh what Lil Nas X and um Old Country mm-hmm. Road right it's always really interesting because you have that and then that was super popular with um a younger audience and then mm-hmm. he came out with uh Montero and mm-hmm. other pieces of work that were very opposite mm-hmm. and were not really meant for um younger consumption Mm-hmm. and people were like going crazy and he was like I'm not your child's role model um so leave me alone and and so I think yes like I think artists of all kinds definitely have a lot of responsibility like and they're not supposed to I don't agree with the fact that they do but they end up having a lot of responsibility based on society's understanding um 
of their work. And so in answer to the question, are we responsible for people being, is the, is the book itself responsible for people not having critical thinking skills? Um, no, but it's, but it's happening. Like it ends up yeah. being responsible for it. Yeah, I just worry that every little thing becomes, um, you know, there's there's a, a, a very clear difference in shows today than shows when I was growing up, right? People are infinitely more sensitive now than they were when I was little. And I feel like it's because, um, I don't know, it... I just feel like the way that I was raised and my generation was raised, if somebody said, call me this pronoun, we'd just call them that pronoun. Like, there was never a question about it. It wasn't like a, you know, nobody ever, it it didn't become a big deal. There was no perpetuating. It was just like, okay, I'll call you rainbow unicorn tits, whatever. No big deal. And that's how shows were. Shows were just like, and they addressed things that happened in the community in a way that was a little bit more lighthearted and made it, um, instead of social justice warrior, it was just part of our our TV, right? We knew about class differences. We knew about, um, you know, um, God, literally everything that social justice warriors today was just on like Keenan and Kel, all that. Um, so I, I hate that we have to, sorry, I was getting a call and it made everything go weird. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. No, who are it's you? fine. I, <laughs> I, I am Akasha. That is who I am. But so I would definitely. Um, I, I think I agree with what you're saying. I would say that there's been this interest, like within the liberal progressive community, there's been this interesting, like circle around where we go from free love to safe responsible sex to what is almost nearly like puritanical Mm -hmm. um and so then you already have you know um the the anti the anti uh sex positivity of the conservative crowd for the most part um and then you then you have what is essentially now anti-sex positivity in the name of liberal progressivity Mm -hmm. uh and so then they're they're like combining forces against eroticism in many of its forms um and that's why you know even like why leather preservation and like erotica and kink preservation is so important to me um and why i have the library that i do why i do the book club why i do everything that i do it's to make sure that those resources remain available to the community now the i think the issue is how do we get back to that like I think fair medium like when we were growing up slash young adults like I think like you said like if there were and and I think uh stats stats really bear this out too right like even the anti-transness of of right now of 2023 is it it seems like it's out of nowhere I and mean, it's not really but about a decade ago it was 
I I don't it, statistically it was not this bad in terms of people's attitudes about it and I think it's just super unfortunate that in a lot of ways certain attitudes toward just the most random elements of identity um, and self-determination when they become politicized they and that hatred and bigotry stirred up it creates a lot of danger and so then you kind of take that and you start thinking about well what happens when BDSM is subject to that scrutiny what happens if Fifty Shades of Grey is a, is is used as a reason to further criminalize it versus right. normalizing it is is that what's going to happen and I'd say because we don't because that's the thing the BDSM community doesn't even like it. We don't think that what's being practiced is it practiced as good BDSM, but mm-hmm. I don't think the anti-sex positivity crowd on either on either the conservative or the liberal side of things. I don't think they give a fuck about that. They don't care that we don't agree with the way that BDSM is portrayed or practiced in. Well, I, I think I think for for the BDSM community, you know, they're not trying to get specific rights, right? I mean, the there is nothing equivalent to sex affirming surgery in BDSM, right? There's nothing that we can ask for to legalize or to make available to us that we don't technically already have. We have spaces where we can hold dungeons, right? That's no no there isn't like a, a county ban on on <laughs> that kind of stuff and there might be oh, some places i don't know well but... no 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 technically new york is the state like um jo- uh jovanovich v new york new york is one of these states that made bdsm illegal like it is it is actually illegal bdsm is illegal it, it is that's oh. that's why um in the in the class that attorney lady Steele does uh that's why um she often uh now with uh explicit prior permission being a legal framework that um uh i I believe has possibly now been successfully used in defense um basically what was being said before that was that contracts are essentially evidence of illegality so you should not use them but 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 hear me hear me out so there's no social media surrounding this Nobody's saying New York should allow this. Nobody is is being loud and out there about um, this being a point of contention or a subject to be discussed, right? So there, therefore, yes. there is no political discourse about it. There's no hate from either side because it's not generating any public interest. So as long as it doesn't generate public interest, it will stay under the radar and will continue as it has. Once things start generating public interest, then people have, they, they find reasons to take issue with it, right? The second that BDSM becomes like, and it, it, it tried and failed with um, Fifty Shades. It, it started to become a public phenomenon and crashed and burned really quickly. Um, so, the I'm, impact of social media on, on things is a whole other discussion, but... <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm super curious as to the next, like, big BDSM phenomenon. So, but let's actually, let's, let's, let's figure out 
Oops, here are. <laughs> oh, so yeah. we we agree that Fifty Shades of Grey is for what it is, which is, is essentially repurposed fan fiction. It's okay. Um, mm-hmm. It's not terrible, but it's not it's not like it's it's good. It's not good, um, but it's not terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. As a learning tool, um, again, not good, uh, not terrible for people with critical thinking skills. Let me caveat that. Mm-hmm. And then, as a way to normalize BDSM for the vanilla community, it's an absolute unmitigated disaster. Yeah, terrible, terrifying, perfect, absolutely. So, so we are landing on the same side of all of these issues. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we agree. Burn we it, agree burn so the book. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I already read it. We can burn it. <laughs> Like I'm done. I got mine. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm I totally kidding. won't read it, but you know. Um, I don't. I mean, you're literally actually kingster. I don't really see why you would. I have other books that I have other recommendations. Please don't. I don't read like, anything other time, than Reverse Ham's Matakasha. So I, I know. I, that's why I don't. <laughs> that's why I don't. I don't send you the recommendations. But if I'm you ever find smart. yourself feeling like you want to read 50 Shades, just come to me. Just come okay. to me. That goes for listeners, too. If you feel yourself, like, if you feel the urge for some godforsaken reason after this episode um, to read 50 Shades of Grey, I want you not to do that, and I want you to come to me so I can give you, or just read The Marketplace by Laura Antonio, or, but yes, just come to me and I'll give you recommendations. Please, for the love of God. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Signed, you, Management. Bye. <laughs> management (laughs) (laughs) right what are we talking about on our next one our next podcast so i don't know (laughs) (laughs) well we got a lot of options we have so many options Let's do, uh, so I'm really excited about talking about the breakdown of uh, profiles and what to do and what not to do and what's a red flag and why. Um, And then also, gosh, I can't remember what else is on the list. Um, We have like 15 things on that list, I can't believe. I don't even know how to get back to that board, to be totally honest. Technology's hard for me, guys. So, well, let's let's figure out what we're gonna do next. And uh, until then, uh, thanks for listening. Get fucked, guys. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs>